my Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me and that you hear me. I adore your profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. With your permission, Sovereign Lord in the Blessed Sacrament, with our prayer this evening of recollection next to you, thank you for being with us. It's always good and kind of feel special to uh, do our prayer in front of the Blessed Sacrament. We're in the month of October and uh, the month begins with two important feasts associated with the history of Opus Day, and I'm referring to the 2nd of October, when Saint Jose Maria saw by divine inspiration that there would be many women all over the world seeking sanctity in the middle of the world. He founded Opus Day, 2nd of October, 1928. And the second important feast that took place in the year 2002, 6th of October, when Saint Jose Maria was solemnly canonized in Saint Peter's Square by Saint John Paul II. And so uh, I would like to invite you to consider in our evening prayer the very core message of the Father of Opus Day, and that is uh, precisely seeking holiness in the middle of the world through our ordinary work. This is something that we are very familiar with. Time and again, we have heard this idea of seeking God through our profession. But it's good to once in a while uh, remind ourselves, consider once again in our prayer, the very idea of sanctity, of holiness. The Father of Opus Dei used to say that Opus Dei is as old as the gospel, and yet as the gospel knew. What does he mean by that? Well, because it is actually God's will. It is the Lord himself who wants us to be holy. That is the will of God, your sanctification. In the Gospel of Matthew, we read, be you perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. And uh, perhaps what comes to our mind right away, perfect? Come on, I mean, I'm not going to be perfect. I know myself, I'm full of defects, full of miseries. Now here, what Jesus mean, be you perfect, naturally is not the perfection of God. That is, you know, only God is really perfect in that sense, the word. And um, the holy kind of par excellence, by, by essence. But we, with our limitations, with our weaknesses, we can be saints in the sense that we seek God uh, with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our soul, and with all our strength. So that the, the perfection that God asks of us is what you call the relative perfection. In simple terms, that means 
Be earnest. Be sincere. Do what you can. Strive to begin again. Apply the means. Have faith in God. Of course, we will always be imperfect. We have obvious limitations. We have persistent defects. We have recurring sins. We have uh, weaknesses that keep on coming back. You know, it's like an, an allergy that uh, it's there. You no, know? uh, maybe it's not triggered, but some seasons of the year, um, it kind of, it, it comes back. And uh, so it's kind of a, sometimes perennial. And so, in a way, for as long as we live on earth, we will always have a combination of blessings and graces of God, our virtues, our qualities. But at the same time, side by side with that, we notice our defects. Now, that is not a reason for us to, to get discouraged because Saint or Pope Benedict XVI was saying that saints are not people who are flawless. Saints are people with defects and with failures, with mistakes, and some of them made serious mistakes in life. What made them, what made them saints is that their fundamental orientation in life is to, to serve God and, you know, uh, giving themselves in a total dedication. And that is compatible with the fact that we have defects. So that is the first commandment. What is the greatest commandment of the law? And Jesus said, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. In a sense, sanctity is the perfection of charity. And... Uh, so then when the Lord says, strive to be perfect, be you perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. That is not a, a hyperbole or like uh, something that is unattainable. We God asks something from us. He doesn't raise false expectations. Among other things, we can be certain that it is possible. It is possible. I used to hear, you know, confessions in a parish and there was a lady who would come regularly and he would say, Father, you know, I, I'm really hopeless. And why do you say that? Don't say that. Well, because I'm, I find myself lazy, I'm delaying things, procrastination, i kind of easily annoyed. Well, kind of that's the typical struggle of, of everyone. Okay, but don't say that. We are hopeless. There's no such thing. For as long as we are alive, we have faith in God, we apply the means. There's always a possibility of conversion and that we can be saints. Now, it's good to take stock of things. Ask ourselves in the presence of the Lord right now, how is my spiritual life, Lord? Perhaps I can detect signs of tepidity or lukewarmness. Am I regular in my prayer life, in my commitments? How is my work? How do I use my time? How do I treat other people? Do I easily give in to impatience? And people who live with me, who work with me? How is my motives and intention? How is my heart, the purity of the heart? 
And do I have faith in you? Do I give in to sadness, anxiety? Do I worry? Do I tend to worry too much? You know, during the COVID, COVID years, months, there are many things that we could not do. I mean, simple things like traveling or eating in a restaurant, perhaps going to the gym or uh, having uh, dinner with some friends, go shopping. A lot of things, suddenly the world was uh, confined. We were like confined at home. But in a way, thanks to that, people began to give importance to little things like prayer and uh, family get together, uh, being with our loved ones, working on house chores, doing some repairs, eating together and so on and so forth, things that we may have neglected before. And so and then we discover, a lot of people discovered what is most essential in life, which is being with our loved ones, being with the family. And that actually there were many things that we used to consider necessary that actually that we could live without. Now I'm saying this because um, sanctity is all about rediscovering what is most essential in life. What is most essential in life? And what is that? Of course, there are many things that are important, but what is most essential in life is being a friend of God, a friend of Jesus, being in the grace of the Lord. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world but suffer the loss of his soul? Or what would a man give in exchange for his soul? And um, so then let's go back to the basics. Again, that is the will of God, your sanctification. Thanks be to the Lord, we do have a lot of, we have the means, we have everything that we need in order to become saints, in order to be saved. We have the sacraments and we can, we should pray and uh, we have the help, the formation. We have a lot of friends. We have access to, to the sacrament of penance. And so, Lord, thank you. you know, I, sometimes I take for granted the many blessings that uh, I have in my life. And I tend to look for happiness, consolations in things, in material things, when what is most important is you, in the words of Teresa of Avila, solo Dios basta, only God truly satisfies. The Lord God knows very well our shortcomings. He's aware of our difficulties. What the Lord asks of us is that we try our best and when Peter asked the Lord, how many times must I forgive my brother? Seven times? And Jesus said, I tell you not seven, but 77 times. So God is merciful. Do not count, do not worry about our, you know, failures, lapses, our sins. Of course, we kind of try to repent and uh, make an act of contrition and begin again. And somehow abhor sin and, you know, appreciate the value of being the grace of God. But the thing is, um, we walk in this valley of tears. We will always have those limitations. Even prayer, there's no perfect prayer. Uh, we always fall short. Now, that is not an invitation to pessimism, but rather to humility. 
that everything good that we are able to do, thanks be to God. And I am divine, you are the branches. Without me, you can do nothing, the Lord said. Saints are people who are not born that way. No one is born a saint. Saints are made. And they worked for it and responded to God's grace. St. Paul asked the Lord, you know, kind to, 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 to take those, the trials, the temptations, the sting of the flesh. And what did he hear? Jesus said, sufficient tibi gratia mea, my grace is sufficient for you. For, a, you know, where grace, where sin abound, grace abounds even more. And so in a way, uh, the more we see our limitations, the more, the deeper should be our faith and the more we cling to the Lord. We need to realize that everything really is God's grace and mercy. Saints, again, are not spared of temptations of difficulties. I say this, I insist on this because sometimes unconsciously at the back of our mind, we think that saints are kind of a special kind of a creature. So like, you know, the, the elect and that they have been predestined to be, to be in heaven. Well, uh, they also struggle. You know, the life of Saint Augustine who kind of uh, before his conversion lived a rather confused and loose life. Uh, those were the years of darkness, but he was searching for the truth. Lord, you have created us for you, and heart, our heart is restless until it rests on you. Saint Paul, who kind of persecuted the church, but then in a moment of uh, God's intervention in his life, he was converted and he became one of the most zealous uh, apostles and the greatest, one of the greatest saints the church has ever produced, St. Mary Magdalene. You know, um, so then we do have uh, that hope. We should maintain that hope of becoming saints. In our life, we will find success and failures, victory and defeats, depression and moments of joy as well. That is true for all Christians even of those we venerate on the altars. And the true life stories of Christian heroes resemble our own experience. They fought and they won, they fought and they lost. And then repentant, they returned to the fray. These are words of Saint Josemaria in Christ is passing by. Now life is short. You know, uh, last a few months ago, at the beginning of this year, I set an appointment with my primary care giver, doctor, and uh, I had been seeing him for the last four years in Manhattan. And he said, so this is, I am available on this day. And so kind of um, the day, it was a Tuesday. And then I, I, was going to, I was going to the clinic. And when I arrived there, I was told that, you know, sorry to say a doctor so-and-so has passed away last night. And I was so shocked. He was a young doctor. And... Uh, and he was supposed to kind of to check on me, well, a typical annual, you know, medical checkup. And well, and it occurred to me that life is so short and sometimes it's kind of totally, it catches us by surprise. 
what I'm getting at is that we try to foster the sense of urgency, the sense of urgency in our struggle for sanctity. Every day is a day given to us by the Lord to glorify, an opportunity to glorify the Lord. Lord, if in the past, you know, I was kind of squandered, wasted so much time in self-love, in selfishness, egoisms, and suality. Now I would like to become a different man with your help. I want to change. I want to spend the rest of my life, you know, serving others, making a difference, glorifying the Lord. And, and I need your help, Lord. Like the prayer of Don Alvaro, blessed Alvaro del Portillo, thank you, Lord, forgive me and help me, Lord, help me more. Gracias, Señor, perdóname e ayúdame más. Now, naturally in our struggle, um, there, can be, there are moments when we get tired, grow weary, or no. We know these signs detect signs of activism, lukewarmness creeping into our system. And that's when we delay our prayer, we find our ourselves kind of sluggish, even you know, to wake up, to open the door, or no, prefer a breakfast. The slightest thing, the old self, the old me, Lord, I want to conquer myself from the first minute of the day, the morning offering. I want to say yes to you and overcome that love of comfort. And help me, Lord, to reject anything that leads me away from you. In the words of Saint Jose Maria, take away from me, Lord, anything that takes me away from you. Now, sanctification, while it requires effort, virtues, struggle, perseverance, we have to take note that fundamentally it is God's grace. No amount of personal effort, virtues, qualities, would bring us to heaven without God's mercy. And so, first of all, holiness is rather the fruit of divine grace. That is the result of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in our soul, that we are sanctified. We are made to participate in the life of the Blessed Trinity, in a life of intimacy with Christ, union with the Lord. Sanctity is, uh, is nothing other than union with God. And the only thing really you have to do is not to hinder the action of God or the Holy Spirit in our soul. Sometimes, you know, if you can allow me, if you allow me to use an analogy that the water, the pipe or the tap, when you kind of block it. So, of course, uh, the water eh, doesn't come out because it's clogged, uh, clogged pipelines. You have to unclog it. So sometimes, you know, because of our pride, because of, uh, you know, it hinders the action, the stream of God's grace into our souls. We have to clear our heart of any attachments of those uh, resentments of vanity and pride so that you know, the Holy Spirit can take possession of our life. We do not lack graces from the Lord. God's help is more than sufficient. So the problem is not the lack of divine help. The problem rather is that we tend to resist God's grace because of a hardened heart, because of a lack of faith, because of our lukewarmness. 
Because instead of seeking God, we seek ourselves. And so that sanctification is a shared project, if you can call it that way. It is a collaboration between the Holy Spirit and, and you and, and, and me. God is the principal cause, but we also need to do our part. St. Augustine said that he, God who created you without you will not save you without you. And to think that uh, it is within our reach. St. Maria said that sanctity, sanctity or holiness, it doesn't consist in doing more complicated things. It's time. But doing the same things, but with more love. Because, you know, uh, we do have our daily routine, our pattern, perhaps, you know, early morning rush, going to work and spending hours and hours there or traveling, uh, meeting people, giving lectures or seeing clients. And then we come home a little tired in the afternoon, kind of day in and day out, the daily grind, probably the same things more or less, occasionally with some travels or something out of the usual. But that's what we need to sanctify. We find God there, not elsewhere. Seeking the quid divinum and uh, in the ordinary. I recall Mother Teresa of Calcutta saying that we offer, try to offer many little things to God every day, every hour of the day. Those a thousand details because given our weaknesses, we don't really have anything big to offer to the Lord. We can only do so much. And yet those little things are of infinite value. Those are the things that make us saints, that work, that smile, that gesture, that heroism, the little thing, that little sacrifice, that kind words, and that prayer, offering up your tiredness, uh, and so on and so forth. That's where, that, these are the things that make us holy. And also the idea perhaps not, not to get discouraged in our interior fight. The greatest enemy of perseverance is precisely despair or, you know, giving up in the fight. Because we say, quia tu es Deus for to do because you, Lord, are my strength. Again, the Lord doesn't raise false expectations if he tells us, be you perfect as your heavenly father is perfect, one of the immediate conclusions is that it is possible. It is possible. And it is the Lord himself who has planted in our hearts the desire for happiness, for beatitude, for total peace. So then have faith in the Lord. He is determined to bring us to eternity, to bring us to heaven. And heaven, in a way, doesn't, is not something that will come only at the end of time. Heaven be begins today, here and now, especially when we receive the Lord in the Holy Communion. That is a foretaste of, of eternity, but also in, in every act of charity, in every act of kindness, in a prayer. For as long as we are in the grace of God, that is already like the German of eternal life. We conclude this meditation turning to our Blessed Mother. The month of October as well is the month of the Holy Rosary. 
We always try to have the devotion to Our Lady, but especially the month of May, the months of May, the months of month of October. And so thank you, dear mother, for this evening of prayer and re recollection. We turn to you, she is our perfect model of sanctity, of holiness. There's no other creature more exalted than Our Lady, closer to Jesus than Mary. Because of her association, because of her role as the mother of our Savior and her fiat, her yes, by which, you know, the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Holy Mary, our hope, Mother of Christ, pray for us. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me.